Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Thank you for joining us at XM.com for the weekly outlook. I'm Cristina Marujos and joining me today is lead investment analyst Araf Boyajian and we'll be having a look at the upcoming week which has central bank meetings and a flurry of data, which of course are going to keep investors very busy. Rafi, let's start with the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, which meets on Wednesday amid expectations of a rate hike. Do you think we will see a hawkish RBNZ and how can that affect the Kiwi? So there are strong expectations, Christina, that the RBNZ will hike rates on Wednesday. Uh, now, they wanted to do this in August, but of course, the country went into lockdown on the day of the meeting, uh, so they put it off. Uh, but uh, regardless of that, markets have somewhat pared back their more bullish expectations uh, because many traders had been betting uh, on a 50 basis points rate hike uh, in October, but that was recently talked down by Assistant Governor Hawkesby. Um, and aside from that, we we did have a fresh spike in virus numbers over the past couple of days uh, in New Zealand and that's raised concerns that the lockdowns will last much longer and that means the economy could contract not just in the third quarter but in the fourth quarter as well so although the RBNZ will raise rates and probably hint at further hikes over the coming months they might not sound quite as hoggish as being anticipated by the markets uh, and maybe even hint that they could move at a slower pace uh, if needed uh, and that could potentially drag the kiwi lower uh, which has already been under pressure over the past week from the surging us dollar now the reserve bank of australia also meets this week on tuesday to be exact but it looks like this meeting might not be as exciting we have seen some volatility recently therefore what are the risks for the aussie moving forward and going into this uh, meeting so the RBA has pretty much signaled they will sit tight until uh, February when they will next review their bond purchase program and decide if they should taper further. There's a good chance Tuesday's meeting therefore will be a non-event. However, the economic picture around the world has somewhat darkened since the last meeting, so we might get perhaps a more cautious wording in their statement. Uh, however, the reaction in the Aussie would likely be limited for the time being, as investors will probably want to wait for more concrete signals uh, from the RBA. Uh, and the Aussie will probably continue to be led by commodity prices uh, and broader risk sentiment uh, in the meantime. Crossing into the U.S. now, the Fed has said that a reasonably good jobs report would essentially lock in a taper move in November. Therefore, all eyes will be on Friday's NFP report for September. Do you think the numbers will be close to what the Fed wants to see? And how will the dollar move? Well, the NFP reports have been a bit unpredictable in recent months, but given that the extra federal unemployment benefits uh, expired at the beginning of sept September and virus cases have been coming down uh, across the US uh, over the past months. So the analysts are predicting a solid print of half a million uh, in Friday's non-farm perils uh, headline number. Uh, but as you said, Fed Chair Powell has signaled, did signal at the last FOMC meeting uh, that he wants to see a reasonably uh, good jobs report, another reasonably good jobs report uh, before they go ahead and taper uh, at uh, November. And so, so half a million figure will should more than be well enough, good enough to be considered as reasonably 
good, but if we get something much lower than that, uh, it's questionable whether that would necessarily derail the Fed's plan to begin tapering because high inflation is becoming a much bigger problem than what policymakers had initially predicted. Uh, so they will probably want to go ahead with tightening policy regardless uh, of maybe a somewhat a soft jobs report. Uh, so unless we get a very bad report, the Fed will probably stay on its uh, current uh, course. Uh, but as far as the dollar is concerned, now tapering expectations is not the only thing boosting uh, the greenback right now because there is growing unease about the global growth outlook. Uh, China could be headed for a slowdown due to the Evergrande crisis and now China is also having a uh, power crisis as well. Uh, the energy crisis is also uh, inflicting uh, pain in Europe, uh, particularly in the UK. And with higher inflation forcing not just the Fed, but other central banks to turn off the stimulus taps, investors probably see the dollar as a safer bet, uh, even as the US economy faces its own uncertainties, such as question marks about whether Congress will raise the debt ceiling. And last but not least, let's have a look at the loonie, which has failed to gain on the uh, rise in oil prices. We have two events this upcoming week. Of course, I'm referring to the Canadian Job Report and the OPEC Plus Alliance meeting. Can these two events offer the loonie much support? Uh, so yeah, the loonie has generally been drifting lower against the dollar over the past few months, even though oil prices have been rallying. Uh, the loonie is very sensitive to market risk sentiment, not just oil prices. Uh, and Risk appetite has been kind of shaky lately, uh, plus the dollar has been rallying as well. Uh, so all of that has been exerting downwards pressure on the Canadian currency. Friday's employment numbers should will probably be quite solid because the Canadian economy has so far been resilient to the Delta outbreak and trouble sports in other parts of the world. They haven't really been, uh, we haven't seen any much of a spillover uh, to the domestic economy. Uh, so we should see a further rebound in Canadian labor market and that sh all of this should be supportive uh, of the loony uh, and probably the OPEC meeting as well um, should be supportive both the loony and oil prices because um, OPEC will probably uh, not signal that they want to phase out their uh, production costs at a faster pace than what they've uh, set out to do uh, because of the latest surge in oil prices. They'll probably stick to the current paths and just raise output by 400,000 barrels per day uh, as uh, initially uh, planned. If so, in case that they unexpectedly indicate they might boost output more than expected in the coming months, that though would be negative for both oil and loony, but uh, it's, it's quite unlikely. Rafi, thank you for joining me today. This was the Weekly Outlook here at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.